Tracks After Dark, favorite podcast about the Ole Miss Rebels. I'm your host, Justin Sanders, here to talk about Ole Miss's bye week. Uh, huge win. I, I think we were, we'll get into this in just a second with my co-host, but I think we were setting some parameters before the weekend. Um, you know, what constitutes winning the bye? What is losing the bye? Uh, we, I think we all agreed, you know, a, a starter getting arrested would be um, an easy way for Ole Miss to lose the bye, far from the first time. Uh, any type of negative NCAA news would be a loss. Um, I'm going to call it a win simply because I don't think anything terrible has come out come out about Ole Miss this week, but maybe my co-host can remind me of something I'm forgetting. John Stefanczyk, what's up, man? Is that why we should hire Matt Luke? Cause he can yeah, he won the bye week, yeah. I mean, bye week. it's pretty good. I just want to make a generic statement to start off here. Let's go. I don't always drink beer, but when I do, it's out of a frozen glass mug, and it's damn sure never out of a red cup. <laughs> that's classy, John. That's yeah. I mean, that's because you're a classy fellow. Um, I want to let everybody know with good uh, with good opinions, um, and, and you're actually funny too, and you know have good insights on all the sports. Um, all about the blue cup, not the red cup. All about the blue cup. What about the yellow cup? So they still. That's going to win one of these days. I see. I think at this point, it's gone on so long that they're never going to let him win. Because I don't know. It's kind of annoying, honestly. Go they, for it, the yellow cup to be the mascot instead of this damn. Uh, yeah, land shark. Absolutely. Land is that tomorrow they're doing that? Uh, is or was it was it Thursday? I, I don't even know. I, I'm not even sure. Um, after our last episode, uh, we were bitching about it. And uh, Will Bedwell, friend of the show, texted me and was like, oh, man, you guys are totally off on this. Uh, that's not what it is at all, blah, blah, blah. And then he texted me a few hours later, maybe the next day, I can't remember, and was like, oh, sorry, it turns out you guys were right. I don't know what the hell Vitter's doing. Why is he letting this mascot vote happen? Like, he thought it was he thought it was just like, a, oh, let the students have their way or whatever. And then he actually read about it and was like, wait, what the hell are we doing? Why are we having another mascot vote? Like, this is <laughs> so beyond. So uh, I appreciate that, Will. I'll take your apology any day. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't even know. I think it's idiotic. If I, Once I hear anything about an actual outcome, we'll talk about it on the show. Maybe you're right that it's, it's tomorrow since I haven't heard anything else about it. Um, but I'll be honest. I mean, I spent my weekend not thinking about Ole Miss as much as possible. Watched some other games, uh, you know, played some video games, got some work done, stuff like that. And it was very enjoyable, you know. Um, it's it's kind of nice in the middle of uh, what is sure to be a dreadful season to have a have a week to not have to think about it. And you can't lose. It's nice. Uh, what did you do this weekend, John? I was down in Cambridge at a cookout. Mm-hmm. A lot of European presence. And this is, a, this is an actual cookout, not the chain with all the too many sides. Correct. This yeah. is... A cookout. They use the term barbecue, which I just simply refuse yeah. to use. Yeah, I don't like it. And I just want to quickly quickly mention that Europeans have no idea how to manage the grill at a cookout. Okay. They expected you to go up there, put your meat on, take it off. Well, the problem is you get like eight people doing that. You can't keep, keep temperature on your steak or your <laughs> burger or anything. Wait, so were the Europeans hosting this party or they were just there? There's European hosted party. Okay, so they provided a grill. So is this like a normal grill we're talking about, or was it small? Yeah, it was like a normal grill. All right, so they got a normal they, grill. You always designate somebody to man the grill. Right, and usually make- there's somebody that, like, wants to do it, like a Scott Ray or someone that's just like, you know, I'm the grill master. I'm me- the grill. I'm yeah, going to hang let me do here. this. You want to come back? Come- exactly. Yeah, exactly. But so, no, they were. it was just a free-for-all. They were saying, you know, Come use the grill on your own. Somebody left a bag with like a thing of un, 
uh, of buns. Uh-huh. And I was like, no, I'll just grab a bun out of here. And then somebody was like, no, I brought that for myself. And I was like. They brought a bag of buns for themselves? And I was like, do you need a bun? And he's like, no. He goes, I'm not. I go, I was sitting there going, what is he doing? And he, he goes, he goes, fine, you can have it. I'm going, what? Wait a minute. This dude brought a bag, what? What? left it next to the grill, and didn't thought he was just going to, oh, use it for him. Like, what the hell? Was he, talking, was he expecting to, like, on? barter with them or something? I, I don't get it. I just kind of get I just kind of, he, you know, it, it, it wasn't like, I mean, it was kind of a, it was a, you know, friendly exchange and nobody wanted to get in anything it was a, talking about a, i mean we're talking about a hamburger bun at the end of the day so who cares yeah. but it was like like what in the hell that makes no sense to me so anyway just want to get heads up if you ever end up at a cookout with a bunch of europeans you go to the grill and explain to everybody this is how it's going to happen and of course every other burger was a veggie burger because it was cambridge sure but sure not that it was good they made they did make damn good sangria so there you go. Well, that's solid. Uh, yeah, I mean, I would say my advice to any listeners out there, if you're ever in this situation, just just take one for the team. Go run the grill for an hour. Everyone will be appreciative. Um, it's just it's better It'll that way. Here. It'll be fine. It's better that so. way. Yeah, and also just tell the guy who brought the bag of buns that he's a dumbass. And was he just going to eat a bunch of buns by himself? Like, what? What? That's so strange to me. I don't know, John. Um, all right. Well, that's a good. That's nice. Uh I remember the Europeans at Ole Miss and how much fun those guys were, uh, especially a certain French fellow named Mathieu. I don't know if you ever met him. He used to come around the hall a lot. Uh, that dude was awesome. So shout out to the, uh, the general idea of French exchange students at Ole Miss. Um, I think that's a really fun part of the college experience. People don't really talk about, you know, when they're talking about like Ole Miss or whatever, you think Fratty in the Grove and all that, but you also, you know, you meet interesting people like, you know, exchange students from Europe that are like, oh, Mies is so awesome. You know, this is the coolest place I've ever been and stuff like that. So it's it's a good time. Um, glad I got a chance to do my voice in there. That was important that I did that. Uh, let's talk. Let's talk about other topics, relevant topics. Um, I'm going to hit this before we move on because I don't have a ton to say about it, but I don't want people to think that we're not monitoring this story. Um, who knows if this will turn out to be an actual thing that this this story i'm talking about the rebel rags lawsuit against uh lindsey miller leo lewis kobe jones it, it could any day just be a complete nothing burger dismiss nothing ever comes of it or you know years down the road it could be a huge uh plot point i guess you could say in this whole ongoing ncaa saga between old miss um you know certainly the supporters of Rebel Rags, the people that believe in Charles Merkel, the um, attorney that Rebel Rags has hired, think that you know he has an uh, airtight case. If you listen to the show, you've heard me kind of throw water on it, um, at least from the evidence that the NCAA presented. I'm um, talking about phone records between Terry Warren, owner of Rebel Rags, certain people that worked for the Ole Miss football program. Uh, but there were hearings today. Uh, I know Lindsey Miller's attorney filed a motion to dismiss. <laughs> Leo Lewis's attorney asking for a change of venue thinks the case should be heard in Starkville since that's where Leo Lewis and Kobe Jones reside. Also, I think uh, both Jones and Lewis trying to file motions to uncouple themselves uh, from Lindsey Miller and each other. Um, I think basically right now Rebel Rags is saying that there was a conspiracy. They're trying to charge all of them to get – not charge, the civil case. They're trying to um, – you know, sue all of them together as one entity and, and everybody is trying to undo that. So um, all we know so far from today, the motion to dismiss from Lindsey Miller was denied. 
Um, the judge is taking 10 days to consider Leo Lewis's change of venue motion. Uh, and after that, after he's decided that, he said that uh, he will allow discovery to happen. So that's kind of a big deal. Um, if you're someone that wants, wants you know, some sort of a conspiracy proven between administrators and coaches in Mississippi State. And, um, you know, basically coaching testimony is what we're talking about here. Um, the rebel rag side is alleging that this was all, you know, coordinated against them. Obviously, they're saying they don't provide merchandise uh, in a way that breaks NCAA rules and all of this. Um, so discovery, if it does, in fact, uh, end up happening, you know, if, it, if the venue doesn't get changed, all of that. Could be interesting. Um, not that we'll necessarily know while it's happening, but it, the stuff that comes out of it could be interesting. They're going to subpoena uh, communications between those players, the coaches, uh, the administrators. Probably, you know, have depositions and ask them questions under oath. Um, you know, and we we already know that Leo Lewis is uh, one that will change his story from time to time. He did it a few different times with the NCAA and Booster Fourteen, Rebel Rags, and all of that. So it might be interesting to see what he says under oath. That'll be interesting, but I don't know. Like I said, I mean, I feel like I hedged pretty hard at the top, John. I, I just want people to know, you know, I'm not putting any eggs in this basket, but at the same time, it's a story, and uh, it's it's what a lot of people, a lot of homers are talking about today. So I don't know. I mean, I think we both agree, John, this is not a magic bullet that's going to save Ole Miss, but at this point, you know, dragging other people down with us would be fun, right, especially the people that <laughs> snitched. It seems only fair. If they somehow got like the snitchers in trouble, I think that'd be fantastic. Yeah. But I, I expect nothing of this. I really don't think Same. there's a whole lot. So. Yeah. Well, also, I, I, you know, I said everything. I, I, I described the uh, situation room pretty well. So we'll see. We'll, we'll continue monitoring this, and hey, maybe there'll be some embarrassing uh, stuff that comes out, and Scott Strickland and Dan Mullen and all them are sweating. I don't know. We'll see. Hey, who knows? Maybe it's uh. Maybe it really is metaphysically impossible, as I think uh, Kobe Jones' lawyer claimed today uh, per Neil McCready's article. So, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, no one missed game to talk about this week. We already said we didn't know what happened in the mascot vote. Um, I, do you have any injury news, John? I haven't I haven't seen anything really no. since, since last week. I just want to – this is how much time I want to spend on the Alabama preview. Okay. I would throw the game. I would literally anybody like somewhat injured or anybody important don't play them. Mm-hmm. Throw the game. Mm-hmm. Or throw the game. Yeah, I mean, I saw someone on a message board just asking if Ole Miss could just take a knee every down to avoid injury. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Not not a bad idea, honestly. Um, yeah, I, I I don't know. I I have my questions about Alabama. Um, I, I still think Hertz is not a great passer, but I'm not sure it matters uh, with the way they do everything else so well. Um, I think Clemson's a tough matchup for them because of their front four. Yeah, I think. I, I mean, we'll see about Georgia versus Bama and Atlanta if that's a game or not. I don't know. Probably still too early for um, Kirby Smart's Bulldogs to go up against his old boss. But yeah, I, I think in the playoffs, Alabama versus Clemson will be probably their actual first test of a game. Um, speaking of Kirby Smart. Uh, one of the biggest games of the week, um, Mississippi State at Georgia got a lot of hype. The Bulldogs just knocked off LSU. I think they were feeling pretty confident. They were ranked. Um, it was a pretty close game according to Vegas. I think it, the final line was like Georgia minus three. But I, did, you, did you watch this game, John? No, I didn't. I was, was watching a grill nugget. That's right. That's right. That's where you were at that night. It was a, it was a good game. Uh, go ahead. What you say? Man, they got bumped, embarrassed. Mullen, two yeah. and four. 
in his last 16. Against ranked ranked opponents? Bad. Something like that. Yeah, they have they have like the top three lowest winning percentages against ranked opponents in recent years. Um, yeah, no, I was going to say, it was, it was a good game if you're a Georgia fan. Uh, there were some fun moments like uh, the first play from scrimmage. Georgia threw a flea, fic- a flea flicker for a touchdown. Um, I, I feel like from there it was just – all downhill for Mississippi State. You know, after you give up something like that, your, your defenders are going to be, um, you know, very tentative the rest of the game. I'd say. Um, and, and one thing, I mean, the biggest takeaway for me, other than the fact that Georgia's offense is actually good, including from as quarterback. Of course, we know those running backs are amazing. Great offensive line. Uh, they have incredible linebackers, um, and that's the reason that I think Mississippi State will will have their way with Ole Miss when they play in Starkville. Uh, because Ole Miss doesn't have the defense to stop that run. But I, I think that uh, the blueprint's definitely out on how to beat Mississippi State, and I expect Auburn to employ it this weekend, um, especially with the defensive players they have. Basically, uh, just put your corners on an island against their really b- very mediocre receivers. Uh, they also don't have any receivers that are over, like, I'd guess 5'11", 6'11". I mean, they're not, not a tall receiving core. Um, and then load up the box and, and have fast physical linebackers that can that can get there and hold them up until your, your players can rally or just tackle them themselves. And uh, Fitz really is not capable of throwing, especially not out of the pocket. So if, if you can shut down that run, uh, they, they're not very good. And if you know anything about Dan Mullen's offense, um, it's not built to come from behind. He, he kind of has built his – Damn, Jerry Jones is kneeling. There is. What? Jerry Jones is Neil. I thought he said he was glad that no Cowboys did that. Whole Cowboy team just took a knee. Wow, I'm shocked. Uh, literally shocked. Interesting. Um, but just to finish up my, my thought on Mississippi State, um, I, I think if you can stop that run, I think I'm just going to reiterate because I forgot where I was going. Uh, Fitz is not going to be able to beat you with his arm. That's exactly, yep. what, that's exactly what Georgia did. Um, it, was, it was kind of the the, uh, the blueprint for beating Dak as well. So it's not team, super surprising. Historically, gets Mullen if you can throw the ball. Yeah. Score on his defenses. Yeah, yeah, and again, he has a very physical, very big, you know, punishing front seven. But that that is something that we'll have to watch as the season goes on. You know, see who's injured, who's not injured. And I also made the claim last year that turned out to be totally false. That I thought Ole Miss was going to be able to pass on him, um, but it, it's it's definitely still a possibility when the when the egg bowl comes up because they they're not great on the back end of their defense. Um, and if you can just run away from those big, scary linebackers and defensive linemen, uh, which I think Shay could do, um, they're, they're beatable for sure. Uh, see what else I was going to say about that game. Um, I don't know. It was, it was a beat down for sure. Kind of a statement win for smart. I'd say, um, yeah. you know, beating the sec West team, um, uh, both, you're both, both undefeated. I, I think it's a step for smart. I was impressed with this team. Winning a big game at home, a, a big game at home is a step forward for Georgia. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, and it's it's funny now because Georgia's four and zero and they're top fifteen and all this. I mean, let's not forget this is one year removed from the team that just got drubbed by a five and seven Ole Miss team in Oxford. So, um, I think Easton's kind of he maybe more than he was cut out to be. Yeah, taking the job. Somebody Fromm looks uh, good. Yeah, Fromm looks real good. Somebody mentioned the Easton transfer and Ole Miss in a group text. Yeah, I said that this morning. So this yeah. this is furthers the cry from my uh, Josh McDaniels. I came up with a theory over the weekend that Ole Miss should hire Josh McDaniels. 
Yeah, no, I saw you. I saw you send that as well. So, so pitch, sell the people on that. So, Pete Carroll was a sixth choice for USC. Built a dynasty. Who cares? They got trouble with the NCAA. They won two titles. Right. Everybody was signed for. Um. Let's yeah that the other thing too is that he's I mean I was also part of this I'm watching the Pats Texans yesterday yeah that's a great and O'Brien game. O'Brien's over there on the sideline I'm going well O'Brien was an unknown guy Penn State hired after the whole right return debacle where, where was he before that do you know he was the Pats OC oh wow okay so yeah perfect Josh McDaniels perfect parallel there so he was somebody nobody heard of. Mm-hmm. They brought him in, did a good job coaching Penn State for two years. and went to the NFL because I was thinking McDaniel's probably wants another NFL job, but you could go to college and do okay with a sanctioned program and then mm-hmm. move on from there. He makes a million bucks right now. You pay him $5 million a year. Mm-hmm. He's 41. Mm-hmm. I think recruiting and the whole you have to have ties to the area is overrated. I think you go in, you go hire a staff that has ties. He gives you an NFL presence. So if you want a chance at actually landing like top 10 recruiting classes with big, the guys that want to play in the league, you know, with the NFL brand, I think McDaniels gives you a better chance than say, you know, I like it. I like it. Et cetera. I mean, it, it's, it may, to me, it either works really well, surprisingly, like your Pete Carroll, Bill O'Brien type, mm-hmm. or it totally flops. And mm-hmm. honestly, I'm at the point where seven and five is totally worthless. Either, you know, <laughs> win nine or more or suck. So you move on to the I don't know. I don't know about that. I, but I don't know. You want to go to the Liberty Bowl? Why? Well, I, I think we're talking we're talking about years where bowls won't even be on the table. So I mean I, I would be happy to get six wins in a sanctioned program, yeah. <laughs> Well, if they go seven and five, like building it, fine. Right, right. You, you mean like, you mean a fully built, uh, a Dan Mullen aged program exactly. needs needs to be doing well, or else, yeah, I, I think that's fair. Um, before we before we move on, because I just remembered this moral misnews we should talk about: switching sports uh, in baseball. Pagnazzi's off the team. If you remember from a couple years ago, he was a freshman All-American, very solid. Uh, but two years ago, Ole Miss's pitching staff was really bad, and Pagnazzi was kind of a bright spot. Last year, a lot more talent, um, either back from injury or in that new signing class. Pagnazzi had a much smaller role, um, didn't look quite as good. And, you know, if you remember his freshman year, he got like a DUI during a game weekend. So not totally clear uh, why he was let go, but I'm going to assume it was a combination of factors, um, both behavioral and maybe performance-wise. So wish him the best there. I, I think the pitching staff will probably be fine without him. You know, you got Stokes, Etheridge, uh, Wolfhook um, at the back of it, and then you got some guys like Feigl in there as well. So they'll probably be fine. Um Sorry, John. We can get back to football now. Uh, should we should we jump over to the uh, to the hot board to review some games for the week? Since you mentioned Josh McDaniels, it's kind of on the on the theme there. Um, let's see. So we got this in alphabetical order now. If you listen to the show last week, you heard us kind of putting it together. So we're going to start out with Mike Bobo at Colorado State. Um, and I should have updated this before we started, but I didn't. They played at Hawaii. I know that. I don't know what the score was. Oh, I like that. I like that. Um, let's see. So Mike Bobo's team at Hawaii. 
that's on that's on Saturday. Wait, what is this? Wait, did I lie? Never mind. Hawaii played Wyoming. That was totally made. Oh up. yeah, but Bobo was on by, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe that's next weekend they do that. They play Hawaii on Saturday. Okay, sorry about that, guys. Um, Purdue. I watched. I watched some of this game. They're playing Michigan. Right. Yep. Looked pretty good. Um, I just from watching Brom, I feel like he's gonna have much bigger offers than than Ole Miss at the end of the season. Yes, he's not going Ole Miss. Yeah, I, I think he's gonna. He, I mean, he could end up. I don't know where his connections are. I also, don't know if he would leave Purdue after one year. Um, but I could easily see him at a job like Texas A and M, um, somewhere like that. Here's a here's a question, John. If Ole Miss didn't have this NCAA stuff, both Ole Miss and Arkansas are open. Arkansas is the better job, right? Because of support, because you got all that money. Financially, yes. From an financial... uh, overall, overall from a coaching candidate, same division, both jobs open. They seem like they would be equal, but for whatever Ole reason, Ole Miss closer to Atlanta and Mississippi, I think has much more talent than Arkansas. Definitely true. I, I don't really know how anybody recruits to Arkansas, but I think the secret is to get a lot of Texas kids. It's. I think they're similar jobs. But okay. little, I don't think one's decisively better than the other. Okay. All right. Interesting. So it'll be interesting to see. I don't know. I mean, I'm not saying Bielema has gone after this year, but I don't know how much longer he'll be around there. Um, it would be interesting if both jobs are open at the same time to see who got the better candidate. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. What did old Neil Brown do at Troy this weekend? Let's see. So, John, where do you stand on the debate we were having uh, in the group earlier today? Would you rather have – Alabama defensive coordinator or Troy head coach, knowing nothing else about them. I didn't read much of the group text, but I'm going to say neither. But you have to choose in this in this hypothetical. I choose Neil Brown. Okay, and, and, and is that is that because they have the executive running a program type experience? Yeah, and Pruitt's all Pruitt's an inside job. That's what's. <laughs> That's what he is. Pretty much. Player. Pretty much. Meaning... Yeah, maybe he's good. Maybe he is good. I don't. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and say Pruitt can't be good. But yeah, we don't know. We'll we'll get to him when we get down to the P's. But, yeah, there's been a ton of talk about Pruitt this week in Ole Miss circles. Uh, I think you'd be silly to be ignoring that at this point. Um, let's see. I, I, got, I got Jason Candle on here, the Toledo guy. They're having a pretty good season. Um, let's see. They're three and one. So we didn't talk about last week. They beat Elon Nevada Tulsa. He lost 30 to 52 at Miami. That's respectable. 30 to 52 as Toledo going to Miami. I I think that's respectable. Um, I, 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 candles probably a guy where a lot of people have to say no before it falls to him, but we'll see PJ Fleck at Minnesota. Uh, you're the one that hates Fleck, right? There's that table. No, I hate Fleck. Yeah. Cause he's, he's the next freeze, right? Yep. He's like a false prophet type. Uh, let's see. They also had a bye week this week, so in good company there. Mike Gundy. Did they lose? They yep. did, didn't they? Block of the week was off by 26. Oh, man. Next time I hate lines that much, I'm just going to pummel the whole week. I like this week better. <laughs> yeah, that's right. They played TCU. TCU looking very legit. Uh, I saw somebody on the Foom post uh, 
Is Gary Patterson too big of a name for us? Let me just tell you, yes, you're being ridiculous. Gary Patterson would not come anywhere near Ole Miss uh, with this situation that he has, from what I understand. Um, and they look they look to be the part this year. Uh, so let's see. So Gundy lost. Dana Holgerson, West Virginia. There's a question. I have no idea. I got you. Let's see. West Virginia, they beat Kansas. So that's that's pretty good. Uh 56-34. Yeah, no, obviously Kansas. But they gave bad. up 34 to Kansas. That's, yeah, that was my next point. Was there they gave that, up 34 that's points negative. to Kansas. That's that's very Holgerson, but That's yeah. not great. Um so he's 3 and 1 on the season. Holgerson's a 7 and perpetual 7 and 5 coach. I don't I do not want him. All right. So wait, but you you were the one that added him, I believe. But so you're out on Holgerson now? Yeah, change my mind. Okay, all right, I like it. Um, next up, we got Lane Kiffin at FAU. Uh, let's see, they beat Buffalo by three points. Wow, but uh, we'll chalk that up to having to travel to Buffalo. Um, wow, so one and one and three on the season for Lane. Not great. Oh, sorry, they didn't beat Buffalo. They lost to Buffalo. That's lost by three. Um, still, mm. we can check track chalk that up to traveling to Buffalo. So. One and three on the year for Lane, not great. You you think he's there again next year? What what what's your read on that? I don't know. I, probably he's not setting the world on fire. So. Yeah, yeah. To, for him to get out to a big job, he'd probably need to roll something like a ten and two or something, right? Yeah, he was nine and three, ten and yeah, two. Yeah, so he can he can win the rest of the schedule. Um, nobody. T- that tough on here. He's gonna have to beat Western Kentucky, Louisiana Tech, but I, I guess it's possible for him to run this. Um, and then maybe he could get in on some some second tier job. Uh, what about Oregon? How their how their defense play this week? Let's see. Let's they lost by two. Judging to Jim Levitt here, so thirty seven, thirty five. You know, holding Arizona State to thirty seven. That's not too bad for Levitt. Hey, Jim Levitt, tell the boosters to go take a hike. That we know for a fact. I like that. I, I like that about him for sure. He's near the top of the list just because he's a hard ass. I like that. Well, that's that's kind of the vibe I'm getting for Pruitt, but we'll be there. We'll get there in a second. Um, we got Matt Luke and Crime Dog McGriff on here. A little back to back. We know they didn't do anything. USC. They played Cal close. Is that right? Uh, beat Cal by ten. But they beat Cal. So that's T. Martin's defense scored thirty on that. T. Martin's offense, excuse me, scored thirty on that Cal defense. Uh, whatever. Meh. Um, Mike McIntyre at Colorado. This one I do not know. It is. Oh, they, oh, oh, that's right. They play Washington. Got beat pretty bad. Um, no shame in that, though. Washington could be a playoff team this year, right? Yep. So. Yeah, not not an easy schedule down the stretch. Um, they got to play at UCLA, at Oregon State, at Washington State. They got uh, – at Arizona State, at USC at home, at Utah. So we'll see. We'll see how McIntyre fares the rest of the way. It sounds like he's getting out of Wake there. Wake Forest beat Appalachian State. Another App State guy's on there, 20 to 19. He is, yeah. He's down here at the bottom, Satterfield. Uh, I want to declare Florida State the lock of the week going to Wake Forest. What's the line, Dina? Uh, single digits. Hmm. I know FSU lost who, a pretty NC State team. Who is playing in place of Francois? Do you know? Uh, some sophomore, I think. 
I mean, he showed flashes, but he was inconsistent. I watched a chunk of that game. What about well. uh, what about Cam? He, he, get any uh, he had like five yards of carry at one point. Nice. FSU minus seven and a half at Wake Forest. I think they smoke. And that's your lock of the week. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's probably that's probably fair after a couple tough losses for them that they'll they'll need to bounce back and win one. Um, we got less miles on here. Um, another undefeated week of collecting LSU's paycheck while working for ESPN. Love that. Um, if Les doesn't go coach anywhere, I think he should just replace Corso on game day, right? Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, who's who's gonna complain about that? Um, all right, Philip Montgomery from Tulsa. I don't really care. Same with Chad Morris because he's not coming to Ole Miss. Mike Norvell. Did Memphis lose? I saw some tweets. No, they won by 16. It was okay. sloppy. But... Okay, yeah, it was Southern Illinois, though, so that's kind of They play the level of their competition, but they, they play pretty damn good against good teams. Yeah, so. no, that's true. I mean, you can't really get your kids up for every game. So Something tells me that Norvell would, would kind of have freeze-like results where he could get some big wins and probably drop some other games, too, but. I don't mind that. I mean, I like that. I think the big wins far outweigh the bad losses. I mean, what do you remember more, 2014 Alabama or 2015 Memphis? It's kind of equal, actually. Ooh, I, was, I, I remember, was at both games. I, I was I at both games. Memphis, that was bad. Yeah. 2014 was, Arkansas where they got skunked 30 to nothing. That I remember that in the rain. Yeah, but I definitely remember that less than I remember 2014 Bama. Um, and uh, I don't know. The worst, the worst losses weren't so much anything Freeze could control. It was because Lon, uh, Laquan broke his leg. I mean, that was probably the worst loss I've ever attended just from an emotional standpoint. Just Everyone was just completely dejected leaving that stadium. Because, I mean, it, it would be one thing if he had broken his ankle and the touchdown had, had stood. Um, and just to relitigate that one more time, uh, when his leg snapped and his ankle touched the turf, he was down. Just by rule. I'm just saying. Yeah. That the the ankle on the ground counts as being down, but whatever, um, whatever. Now I'm kind of like a little upset now just thinking about that. So let's move on. Um, we we got to Jeremy Pruitt, John. Um, we talked about it as the as we've been doing this segment. Um, there are positives to it. I, I think the biggest negative is that this is what the boosters want, right? And we 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 don't trust their judgment. They've proven they have shitty judgment. Yes. Yes. Um, and people say, you know, or I guess people kind of infer the reason that, that he's the booster's choice is because you know, he maybe he'll keep some of the same staff in place. And maybe he'll let the same people keep hanging around the Manning Center, blah, blah, blah. I mean, I, I think that's a dumb argument from the booster's perspective because if you're really a booster worth a shit, no one's going to keep you out of the Manning Center. You know what I mean? Um, they're going to they're gonna want your money and your support too badly. So I feel like this is mostly really the small potatoes guys that for whatever reason have an in with the current staff or whatever. If there really is a contingent of boosters that are is pushing for Pruitt simply because they want to keep things the same. Um, I don't know. I, I'll, I'll withhold judgment, but I, I think Table and uh, some of the other people in the chat today were making good points about how a Saban defensive coordinator is not really worth much because Saban coordinates his own defense. Um, something interesting to watch with that whole Jeremy Pruitt thing is the uh, they, they want to make some 
inside staffer from Bama, uh, like Joe Panunzio or something like that. They want to make him the recruiting coordinator or something like that. I don't totally understand that. I don't know why people think that he is so important. I don't know if he's a bag man or what, alleged. I have no idea. Um, but that's something to watch there. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I think I think that's a very fair point, just to reiterate that it's Saban's defense, not Jeremy Pruitt's defense. So we probably can't expect, you know, for a direct translation. But, hey, I think he's mean, John, which is what you're looking for. Um, I read somebody talking about how when he was at Georgia, he was the one that was pushing for an IPF to be built, um, not not even ricked. So that's interesting. Um, and he's supposedly hungry for an SEC coaching job. I don't know. Uh, we haven't gotten to Frank Wilson yet. I think he's definitely still my first choice for the job, but I'm not I'm not totally down on Pruitt. Um, you know, whatever. I, I don't know. We'll see. We'll, also, we'll see what the punishments are from the NCAA because I, I don't think you're going to be able to actually have serious conversations with any of these candidates uh, until those are known and out in the open, so we'll see. Um, we got Charlie Strong on here. Uh, sure, why not, I guess, if you would come. Um, let's see what they did this week. USF. Oh, I saw this. Yeah, Thursday game, right? Yeah, I saw this against Temple. Yeah, they destroyed Temple. Um, cool. Got USF at four and zero. Look at the rest of their schedule here. They got any? Who are they gonna lose to? I mean, maybe USF versus Houston, October twenty eighth. Maybe they could lose that game. Um, yeah. Cincinnati. I don't know. So uh, it'd be interesting. Keep an eye on that the rest of the season. Um, but if. If he does really well this season, he could definitely be headed to a better job than Ole Miss. We'll see. I mean, he did he did choke, you know, when he got his chance at Texas. So maybe they'll, maybe the coaching community will make him work his way back up again. I don't know. Um, on to Frank Wilson. Uh, who did the Roadrunners play this weekend? I'm googling. Uh, they beat Texas State forty-four to fourteen. Uh, so that's pretty good. They got a game versus Southern, uh, not this weekend, but October 7th. At least they're on by this weekend. So that'll be, be a good one to watch if you're following this coaching search. Um, Frank Wilson versus Southern. I, I think he's a great great option. We'll see. Um, and then last but not least, Scott Satterfield, who you mentioned, App State lost this weekend. Uh, Table's big fan of this guy. I don't know. That's the lad hot board update for the week. We shall monitor it throughout the year. Mm-hmm. Interesting to see, does another, you know, does Pruitt remain the guy of the of the, the boosters yeah. for the year, or is that one group of boosters and is another group of boosters want a different guy? Sure, yeah. I I think there are definitely some boosters that like that like the Frank Wilson idea. I mean, I I think that most old Miss boosters think recruiting is a is a number one priority and a head coach and so wilson checks that box for sure yeah so that's a positive for him um yeah it'll be interesting to see i i mean the pruitt thing is interesting because it's almost like they're trying to create a big name since the you know this coaching search is so kind of not this is not the same kind of search that hired houston nut you know Ole miss isn't out there thinking that they're going to get these top candidates rightly or wrongly um, so it seems like Pruitt's kind of a way to, well, we're being realistic. You know, he's an assistant, but he's got SEC experience, you know, Saban and Bama and all that. Um, but, but coaches off the Saban tree have not done that great historically. Nope. Um, so we'll see. We'll see with that. Uh, let's skip on ahead and get some lines up for the week. So, John, you said you like the lines this week. What's jumping out at you? Okay. 
I'm up for a parlay this week. Oh yeah? Okay, you want me to pull it up? Alright, let me let me get into that. Let's see. Parlay. Texas opened at minus four. It's up to six and a half. Okay. I liked it initially, but I'm gonna back off of it. Um, Alright, so I got the parlay open, so tell me tell me what you like. Uh, so I'm gonna pass on Texas. Four and oh Duke plus six versus Miami. Mm-hmm. I got a plus seven here. It was seven and a half. I'd go for it, but I mean, we can tease up. Oh, nope, we can tease it to six and a half. We can't tease it to seven and a half. Yeah. Even uh, still, I like plus seven. You get the push. Yeah, we can come. We can come back and take on All that right. one. All right. Nebraska getting seven minus seven at Illinois is too many points. Yeah, hey, I got minus six and a half. I don't care how bad Illinois is. Um, All right, so you want that in the parlay or no? Nah, let's hold on that. All right, we're holding. We're holding. USC, Washington State. Mm-hmm. Very interesting game. Maybe the game of the weekend, 1030 mm-hmm. Eastern Friday night. USC minus four. I think they opened around five, between five and six. It's come down. Yeah, they're down to three and a half on here. Much as I love Leach, he tends to not do so well in these big games because mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. talent discrepancy shows up. Leach right. is better when he's kind of under the radar. Right. We'll see what comes out of this. USC's kind of hasn't really exactly been world beaters here the past couple of weeks. So, mm-hmm. and Stanford, their quote unquote big win, they turn around and lost to San Jose State. So, I'm going to stay off of that one. South Florida minus 24, East Carolina. Charlie appears to have the boys playing better. East Carolina's a bad team. That actually might be worth entertaining. Maryland, Maryland plus ten and a half at Minnesota. Part of me wants to take Maryland just out of principle. My yeah, I got hatred, plus eleven. Hatred of PJ Fleck. Mm-hmm. You know what? All right, let's have some fun with this. Maryland plus eleven. Mm-hmm. South Florida minus twenty-four. I I have it minus twenty-three. Better. I know. Well, we got that. Yep. Vandy plus ten at Florida. I don't want to bet that, but that's interesting. Florida. Yeah, I think that's that's a solid. Um, I just lost to Duke. Georgia Tech appears to be pretty confident. Do you take Do you take Tech minus nine and a half? I got minus seven and a half. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Wrong game. Wrong game. I had yeah minus nine and a half. I was looking at Georgia Tennessee. Syracuse plus thirteen and a half at NC State. Syracuse just came off a one score yeah. game against LSU. Yeah, at LSU. NC State won at Florida State. I can't believe I'm going to do this. Syracuse plus 13 and a half. Okay. I think, I think they're confident. I have plus play. 13. You still like that? Actually, screw it. Orgeron's going to lose six games. This team sucks. Yeah, that's, I mean, that is something to definitely take into consideration. Um, no, no win or loss over LSU is really worth anything. Um, oh, uh, looking for other games here. I don't FSU over Wake. Want that in there? Yeah, you want minus seven and a half on that, or I can tease it to seven. Uh, seven and a half. I think they win win comfortably. Okay. I think the backup QBs played a game. He comes out. He has a big day. Yeah, and yeah, they need it. They also need a win. So, yep. Um, scrolling Wait. here. Three Indiana sixteen gets six, sixteen and a half on the road at Penn State. Mm-hmm. 
Penn State coming off a, a get-out-of-jail card at the end of the Iowa game. Um, I don't think Indiana's bad. Who Do they play but, this past I'll look. Um, yeah, you're right. Indiana's scrappy, and we like Tom Allen, but uh, that Penn State running back. Indiana won 52-17 over Georgia Southern. Hey, that's, that's a good team. That's a solid win. Hmm. If it was 17 and a half, I'd take it, but. I have 17, yeah. All right. Um, uh, Georgia, let's take Georgia minus seven at Tennessee. I can tease that. Got it. You can tease it to six and a half. That'd be fantastic. No, I can only tease it. I can tease it from seven and a half to seven. Okay, you got it, seven and a half then. You want me to take it at seven and a half? Okay. Or do you want me to take it at seven? Uh, seven and a half. Uh, tease it to seven. Okay. Tease it to seven. I did that. Um, let's see. Ooh. I was a road dog to Michigan State who got pout, who got popped by Notre Dame and after Iowa played Penn State. That, that makes no sense to me. Mm-hmm. None whatsoever. Maybe it's a matchup. Maybe it's a matchup thing. I don't know anything about Michigan State, though. Otherwise. Right. Me neither. They keep coming up on my pickums and stuff, and I'm like, I haven't heard a single word about them this what year. The hell is Stanford minus 16 at home against Arizona State, who turned who be a okay award? I don't get that one. Yeah, you like that one? I got Arizona State plus 16. Damn. I don't know if about Arizona State to bet on them. Yeah. How about Alabama minus twenty seven and a half? Um, I haven't figured out where that goes. Oh, it's oh, you got twenty seven and a half. Yeah, still, it's still sitting here. Take the tide. Yeah, Let's I think so. That. I think so too. Um, they are going to whip Ole Miss's O line. Ole Miss's O line's fake news. Yeah, well, they're oh. gonna they're gonna whip Ole Miss's defensive line and linebackers as well. Uh, you know, you know what line I think is exactly right. Auburn minus ten with State coming in. Yeah, that's right on. That's one of those. that's one of those that it's so right you can't you can't pick a side on that one. Um, let's see. So we got we got five picks. We got five Washington picks right now. Washington minus. Tw- what do you have Washington at? Let's see. Um, minus twenty six and a half. It's a lot. Take em. Yeah, you like that? You like that? Oregon State's terrible. Okay. Um, what are we at? How many teams? We have six. We have six now. Their payout. I can check uh, the next screen. Let's add one more. Um, how about? Hmm. Is UCF good? Yeah, UCF is the good one, right? They're ranked and stuff. Are they? Or is that US? I know there was one directional Florida school no, that was USF is that was Charlie. ranked. They're top twenty. Okay, that's who I'm thinking of then. I like the idea of t- you're saying take them or take Memphis. Well, I don't know. I don't know. Memphis on the road. It's a tough one. UCF's two and zero. Who they beat? Uh, let's see. Google this. So Muschamp's real bad, huh? We should stay away from South Carolina plus ten. Yeah, they don't have the player anymore, so stay away from South Carolina plus ten. Um, I also would not take A and M minus ten. That's scary. 
Woof, UCF beat Maryland 38-10 this past weekend. Okay, so yeah. So probably, they'll probably beat Memphis pretty bad then. So we have we have Maryland How about, at Minnesota. Uh, let's see. Yeah, we do. Maryland lost to UCF 38-10. to oof. Yeah, maybe we should stay away from Maybe we should take that yeah, one off. Take that, I don't like that game now. Okay. That tells you how bad Minnesota is, though. Yep. All right, undoing. Yeah, I forgot about that Maryland loss. Undoing the Maryland pick. Um, what about? I was just looking at something. What about Kentucky minus fourteen and a half hosting Eastern Michigan? I think they smoke them. I think so too. I think Kentucky's good. I think they they just messed. I think up. they absolutely had it. They just had a crap. Yeah. Crap stickers there against Florida. I like that one. Let's take the cats. All right, we got that. Let's do one more. Um, Indiana plus 16 and a half at Penn State. Yeah, why not? I hate uh, James Franklin. I got it plus 17, so let's do, let's do it. All right, let's go to the next page and see what our uh, we're working with here. All right, so loading. All right, to review for the folks, we have South Florida minus 23 versus East Carolina. Kentucky minus 14 and a half versus Eastern Michigan. Florida State minus 7 and a half versus Wake Forest. Indiana plus 17 versus Penn State. Washington minus 26 and a half versus Oregon State. Uh, Georgia minus 7 versus Tennessee. Alabama minus 27 and a half versus Ole Miss. All right, and we're going to risk $3. And our payout would be $258. Oh, so, we like that. So we'll take it. We'll take cool. it. Um, we will let you know next week if we win. Um, we probably will not, and we probably won't talk about it. Um, all right, what else are you want to talk about this week, John? That's pretty much it. Like I said, I'd throw the game this weekend. Yeah, I mean, stay, yeah, just stay away from injuries. Um, I I kind of hope that A.J. Brown does not play. There's there's no need for that. That's totally unnecessary. Yeah, no I need still for that. I maintain they can get out reasonably healthy. They can go maybe have a maybe a puncher's chance at Auburn. Auburn's front seven so good they're going to rush the hell. Out of the I I think Auburn's better than people are thinking just because they played a tough opening slate. We'll see. I mean, if if they take care of State even close to as easily as Georgia did, I think they're probably third best team in the league. I would yeah I would agree. Yeah. Their front's really really good. I mean, they played Clemson Clemson tough. Game, I, the so. question with Auburn is definitely the offense, um, which is funny. This is what two, three years in a row of a Gus Malzahn team where their defense has been their calling card. Um, but hey, I think that really speaks to the power of Auburn's network, right? I mean, even with Gus Malzahn, they're bringing in these blue chip defenders. So yeah, yeah, that's that's the way you do it, folks. Uh, you you say I don't care who the coach is, I'm gonna go get my five star lineman, and that's what I'm gonna do. Um, so I like that. Uh, we'll see. What comes out of that game? We talked about Ole Miss, Alabama. What are some any other big games to watch this weekend in the SEC? Um, we 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 went over them in the lines, but that's yeah. Uh, f- was that Tennessee, Georgia, Auburn State, and I guess South Carolina A and M? I mean, those are some games of interest. Um, I mean, watch the Ole Miss game because we're all um, masochist, but that should be. Should be a handy, handed victory for Saban and uh, the Crimson Tide. Yep. 
All right, well, John, thank you for joining me in this bi-week episode. We, get, we cut it a little short this week, but hey, there wasn't a lot to talk about. Uh, everybody out there, thank you for listening. Don't forget, if you like the show, um, give us a review on iTunes, and maybe some other people will help find us. Uh, you can always check out our website, LandTrackTheAfterDark.com. All that stuff, uh, but for now, for John, I'm Justin. Thanks, guys. Ah. Uh-huh.